Ignite your best life. Yoga is the spark. You're listening to Brett Larkin on the podcast where we use yoga to ignite your dream life. Always be stretching your body, your mind, your spirit. When you come to your mat, your movement fuels your motivation. You channel your inner power. You achieve your goals. Want to deepen your yoga practice and blossom into your best self on and off the mat? Join Brett and her membership community Uplifted for monthly training plans, personalized feedback on your yoga poses, member-only videos, and the ability to download classes across every device. The mat will lead you to what matters most. Your yoga practice will move you forward to your life goals. I'm Brett Larkin. I want to help you ignite your best life through the power of yoga. Try it free at brettlarkin.com slash uplifted. Get inspired today. Hello and welcome. I am recording this podcast from Los Angeles where I'm attending VidCon, which is a huge YouTube conference. There's not a lot of yogis here. It's been very interesting. Lots of screaming tween girls and YouTube celebrities, but I'm having a good time and I wanted to address in today's episode a user question from our community that came up in actually the Uplifted member-only Facebook group. So if you have a topic that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, you can always let me know what it is on our private Facebook group, Yoga Hacks, yogahacks.community.com. Yogahackscommunity.com will redirect you to our private Facebook group. And of course, the member-only Facebook group Uplifted, where this comment came in, you'll get if you become an Uplifted member. So this actually, I keep calling it a question. It wasn't a question. A user, a member very bravely, bravely shared that she's been really busy and that somehow unconsciously she's begun to think of her yoga practice as like a reward, like a retreat that, uh, a treat that she should you know, get to enjoy when all her projects are done. Um, So like she needs to deserve her practice, she wrote, right? Like that she needs to, she's really busy, she needs to get a lot done. And so she started using her yoga practice kind of like a carrot, kind of like a reward. And she said that it hasn't really been working and that she's been feeling overwhelmed and the result is that she's not doing her yoga practice because she's leaving it as a reward. So first of all, I just want to completely applaud uh, this community member for realizing that this was happening and posting and sharing about it and you know being really brave and bringing up this topic because I think it's such a good one and it lit me up right away reading it and listening to it. And this is the other really cool thing that's so powerful about community is because I could relate to what she was saying so clearly and I could very easily remember that feeling inside myself. It's something I actually still struggle with. We're all right connected and we're all seeing different parts, different resistances that we have um, in one another. And it reminded me that I very often like, and we, we all of us, right? We have this like delayed gratification. We're not allowed to, to be happy now or enjoy our yoga practice now. It's like once we get all our stuff done and we're good, then we can have our yoga practice as a reward. And without being critical at all, I just want to really encourage all of us to completely abandon this method of thinking, like hack at it and get it out of your life. Because my big message here is that the yoga practice, your yoga practice is your foundation. It's your foundation for your whole day. And I think 
a lot of us think that we should just be able to be our best selves all the time without needing to do something to make that happen. It was interesting because I was even um, at a panel here at VidCon and a big YouTube celebrity talked about how hard it was to be herself on camera, that it was something she had to practice and practice and practice. And she said, it's so counterintuitive, right? It doesn't make any sense. Like being yourself should be the easiest thing. It's not something you should have to work at or practice to seem really like yourself and really genuine on camera. But she said it was actually something she had to work at a ton. And I'm using this analogy to compare to, you know, us showing up as our best self, our true self every day in life. You'd think that that would just be easy, like that we should just be able to do that, that our true, pure, core essence, amazingness of who we are should just, like when we wake up, that should just be what's shining through us. That would seem like, that should happen. Like it's not something we have to practice, not something we have to work at. But actually the opposite is true. It's actually really hard work to show up authentically in alignment, purely as yourself, connected with your values and your goals every single day. So knowing that, the yoga practice to me and your morning ritual, and if you haven't listened to the podcast about the Miracle Morning, that was a, a membership group book in our book club that we did. Um, there's both member-only podcasts about how I've been hacking that into my life and completely free normal podcasts about that, so check that out. Um, but your morning ritual and your yoga practice is that bridge between you just waking up, however, like feeling however you're going to feel with whatever noises and atmosphere that's going on around you and other people's energy, you know, all of that is in you and seeping into. You need your yoga practice to reset and connect with your true self and get aligned with your true values because otherwise you're moving through your day not in a place of alignment. You're moving through your day more and more disconnected to yourself. Like I literally think of our yoga practice when we come to our mat in the morning as bringing our energy and our intention a layer closer to us. So if you don't do your yoga practice for eight days, I'm extending my arm right now. You can't see me because it's a podcast. But my, my core essence, my being, my alignment, my truth feels that far away from me. It feels like an arm's distance outside my body if I don't do my practice every day or for, or for a couple days in a row, right? You just get disconnected from what you really care about, from what you really, from what really matters to you. So every time we come to the mat, I think of it bringing that power, that energy who we're really meant to be a step in, a layer in, a layer in, a layer in. And so when I talk about feeling centered through our yoga practice, it's like, it's physical. Like you're not just centered spiritually, emotionally, mentally, but you actually feel in your body in a totally different way. Like think that is to me the Shavasana feeling. It's a coming home. It's a coming back in. It's a reconnection with what really matters. So knowing that the yoga practice has to be our foundation. It has to be the launch pad. It has to be what becomes before everything else. And you know, I know some of us aren't morning people and we can't practice in the morning. You know, do it later in the day, but it has to happen every day. And I really think the morning is the most powerful time. Again, check out the Miracle Morning podcast, book, info, um, my podcast on that if you just want a quick summary. The morning is so powerful. So I think having your yoga practice as a reward as well is, is a lovely concept, right? So we could you know, do our morning practice and be like, you know what, if I get a lot of stuff done, I'm also going to do an hour of yin or a 45-minute um, yin tonight. But do not deny yourself your setup 
do not deny yourself what we all need, which is to center ourselves and get grounded in the morning. It's just like the, the videos on the airplane, right? It's like put your air mask on before helping others. If you're like, I need to get all this other stuff done first and take care of all these other people first before I can take care of me and do my yoga practice, you're actually doing a huge disservice to everyone around you. You may think that that seems selfless because you're like putting other people before yourself and you're taking care of them before you take care of you. But ultimately what you're doing is really selfish because you're denying those people and the world the best version of you, right? Like think about if you're taking care of someone else, are you gonna do that and be able to do that for them in a more loving and caring and graceful and amazing way that's gonna help them if you're 100% you and feel centered and healthy and happy and grounded first? Like, because if you don't feel that first, like you're going to get in a bad mood and you're going to be crabby and you might snap at them. Maybe not on day one of skipping your yoga practice, but on day six or seven or eight. I mean, for me, certainly it would be like day two. I'm just not as nice to people when I don't do my practice. I lose my temper faster. I spiral into negative thoughts and judgment about myself and others faster. So it's actually insanely selfish of me to you know, go out into the world and be putting out that version of myself to people, the version of myself who's not, you know, smiling and taking, taking my time, even when I'm just like buying a coffee and being pleasant to be around, right? So it's, it's hard to train yourself into that mode of thinking, but really not taking care of yourself through your yoga practice is the most selfish thing you can do because you're denying your best self to the world around you and to your loved ones. I really think about it like to my loved ones. I'm not able to show up in a really great way and be able to support them if I haven't already supported myself and sort of plugged in, right? So it's really, really, really important. Another quick thing I wanted to talk about in this episode because I felt it in this post and I could remember feeling this way myself is that if you're structuring your day on a reward system, and it's actually amazing because I just don't do this anymore at all. So if you're someone who's structuring your day around a reward system, like if I get this done, I'll do this, I really connect with you because that's the way I lived my life for so many years. It's actually, I've almost like forgotten how much I lived my life like that. So that's why I'm like so grateful for the person who shared and posted this because it's really reminding me of that paradigm, that worldview. And that worldview is saying, and I'm not saying that this person necessarily feels that way, but just so we can all share, at least when I was doing it, what I was subconsciously telling myself was like, I was operating from a place of not being worthy and not being good enough. It was like, if I get this stuff done, then I can do my yoga practice. If I get this much at the computer done, then I can go for a walk. If I, you know, like it's like this if then, if then. And it's sort of ridiculous because you're operating from this place like I'm not worthy or I was when I was doing this subconsciously, right? It's not like you're not thinking maybe so it's, it's not obvious, but subconsciously you're operating from a place where you don't deserve that break. You don't deserve that time on your mat. You don't deserve to take a walk in the park unless you do all these other things first. And that means that the way that you value yourself, your sense of self-worth is attached to how much you get done. 
So ask yourself right now, is your sense of self-worth attached to how much you get done? Because if so, you're going to have a really stressed out life. <laughs> Can Some alternatives. Could your sense of self-worth be attached to how good you feel in every moment? How you show up in every moment? Could your sense of self-worth be attached to how your energy feels in each moment? And if you want to go a little deeper on this, I don't know what episode number it is, but it's the one about healing your relationship with time. I'd really encourage you to listen to that one because I think I talk about the same concept there. Because if your self-esteem comes from how much you get done each day, you are going to be like the slave driver of your life, like this person like cracking the whip at yourself to constantly get more done, accomplish more, do more. And I know that's how I felt for many, many years. It's like... If I didn't get enough done, I wasn't good enough somehow. And instead, I've really shifted to like, I'm good enough if I feel good. Like I'm, I'm measuring the quality of my life by the quality of how I feel in each moment, not how much I've accomplished or got done. And trust me, I'm someone who gets a lot done. <laughs> I get a lot done. I still get a lot done, but it's not tied to my sense of self and self-worth. At the end of the day, the quality of my life I'm measuring by the quality of how I feel and the quality of how those around me feel and how I can support them. So really about my loved ones, my home life, my energy in my home, my energy for myself, you know, and, and yoga is perfect for that, right? Because it's constantly shifting us to get closer to our best self, to be in a state where we're calm and we can support others. Because you really can't serve other people that well if you're not centered and grounded yourself because you can't hold space for them. So again, it may seem crazy to be like, take care of yourself first. But really, it's very selfish if you don't because you're denying that person true stability. You're denying them your best self. So your morning practice doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It doesn't even have to be 10 minutes. I get it. Like if you have a busy schedule, you know, maybe all you do is come to your mat, take child's pose, do cat-cow, sit, breathe, take both your palms over your heart and just take like five slow inhales and exhales. And that could probably be done in about 180 seconds or maybe less than three minutes. And that's still going to help you so much. It's not the length of a practice that really determines how centered we get. Obviously, like I just was able to do a 45-minute Kundalini Kriya this morning, even though I have a million things I should be doing. And I feel amazing, right? If I just did 180 seconds like I just described, would I feel as centered, as amazing as I do right now? I'm not sure. But the intentionality that you bring to that 180 seconds, if you're just like asking the universe, like, help me, support me, I'm showing up to my mat, I want to get connected, I want to, you know, move through this day with grace, I'm connecting with my breath, do a couple long, slow, deep breaths, your day is going to move forward from a different access and a different trajectory than if you skipped that. And that's my other big issue with leaving your yoga as a reward, because having it as a reward like that makes it feel like this big thing. 
right? Your yoga practice doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be a, a 10 minute class or a 30 minute class or even, you know, it, it can literally be as short as what I just talked about. It's like your connection in, you're getting aligned with yourself and just taking a moment for yourself. It's so important, right? So when the yoga is a reward, it's like this big thing that we're looking forward to. It becomes this big thing. And I don't want anyone's practice to be this big thing. I want your practice to be like this sprinkle of fairy dust that's sprinkled throughout your whole day in the morning, in the afternoon when you need a break, you know, before bed when you want to meditate, and then like on the couch when you're watching TV and doing some stretches, and then like in the conversation you're having that's really difficult with a parent or a loved one, and you're remembering to, you know, stay grounded and not be reactive. Like that's the yoga I want for everyone and for myself, right? It's not like this big thing, like a 60-minute class that happens. It's like the fairy dust sprinkled through your entire day. That's what I really want for, for everyone, so I hope that this um, podcast was helpful. I really want to applaud the person who shared that you know they were struggling with this and thank you because it really reminded me of my own struggle with this and how, how much I care about this topic. And I'll just really leave on the note of take care of yourself first. You deserve it. You are worthy. You are robbing the people around you of your best self if you don't take a moment to ground in and take care of yourself first. And you could do that through a run. You could do that through Tai Chi. You could do that so many ways. But if you're listening to this, you're probably pretty into yoga. And I think yoga is the most powerful way that you can do that. Let me know what you thought of this podcast, of this episode. Give me your feedback. If this resonated with you, if it didn't, I would love to hear from you. You can comment below the podcast if you're watching it on YouTube or head on over to our private Facebook group, yoga, H-A-C-K-S, community.com, yogahackscommunity.com, and reference this podcast. Let me know what you think. So much love from my heart to yours. This episode was brought to you by Uplifted, Tribrat's membership community for people who want to enrich their life through yoga for free at brettlarkin.com slash uplifted. Yoga obsessed? Join Brett for yoga teacher training at brettlarkin.com slash train. And don't forget to give back. Like this podcast, leave a rating or review. Share this with someone you love. Remember, now is the time to dedicate yourself to what matters most. Our yoga together can ignite your destiny. Until next time, this is Brett Larkin. Always come to your mat. Always be stretching your body, your mind, your soul. From my heart to yours, namaste. Namaste.